Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, man, do I have the best deal for you. How about going with my friends at Bet Online? This is one of the busiest times of year. College football, NFL, hockey is starting, NBA upcoming, baseball playoffs soon as well. Plus, hey, the Ryder Cup so you can lay some money down on Team USA as well. 50% off your welcome bonus today with Bet Online. Head on over to betonline.ag. That's betonline.ag. It's a 50% bonus up to $1,000 with our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. B L E A V. Bet Online. Betonline.ag is the website. Bet Online, where the game starts. Fall is simply football season, and fans across the country are hoping that preseason hype leads to postseason success. In the NFL, we'll see if early Super Bowl favorites like the Chiefs, Eagles, 49ers, and Bills can hold off up-and-comers. And college football fans are wondering if Georgia will make it a three-peat or if top-ranked challengers like Michigan or Florida State can take home the national championship trophy. The college football and NFL seasons are defined by big plays, injuries, and coaching decisions. As a football fan, I also want to hear about the behind-the-scenes and off-field stories that shape the season. The football interviews and topics you hear on the ML Sports Platter are shaped by lessons learned at St. Bonaventure University. The online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism at St. Bonnie equips reporters and hosts for digital storytelling across the sports world. Students learn how to tell compelling stories through digital and traditional platforms. They are also encouraged to envision the future of sports journalism with their capstone projects. This 100% online degree builds on decades of academic excellence, and I'm a proud Bonnie, and I can tell you that you can join me in a growing list of notable graduates, including the New York Post's Mike Vaccaro and ESPN's Raina Banks. In fact, you'll hear from an accomplished alum or industry expert during video masterclasses in each course. Contact an enrollment advisor at sbujournalism.com. That's sbujournalism.com today to learn more about the online Master of Sports Journalism. That's sbujournalism.com. Hey guys, this is Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platform. ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. We are brought to you by Camillo's Golf Club, Stumble and Monkey Brewing Company, CH Insurance, Bonnet Sales and Service, and our great friends over at Chick-fil-A of Cicero and Clay. Do not forget to let them cater your breakfast, lunch, or dinner for business. Of course, the chicken tenders, waffle fries, and a heck of a lot more, including delicious breakfast burrito bowls and their amazing shakes and cookies for treats as well. Cicero location, if you're in and around Central New York, will be opening soon in November uh, after that awesome construction and you can head on over to Route 31 in Clay in the meantime as well. Just keep going to both locations right when the construction is done. Chick-fil-A, two locations in central New York, both supporters of the ML Sports Platter. Quick one here on a Wednesday, just going to kind of go around the top 25 in college football from week nine. And, you know, It's hard to believe that we're basically into the month of uh, you know, November and kind of the, the, the college football playoff rankings and all that sort of thing. Um, ugly, ugly performance for Pittsburgh on the road against Notre Dame. You know, I got to tell you, I, I'm, I've just been so impressed with Notre Dame this year, even in their losses. Um, I had this team maybe as a three-loss team with a possibility of four. Uh, they've lost two, one of which was at the buzzer to Ohio State in a game that, you know, again, they uh, had one guy less on the field than they should have, right? Uh, man, Marcus Freeman's got to be killing himself for that one. But this team easily, if they had one loss, would be in the college football playoff picture. There's no question. As it is now, they need a ton of help. But the story coming out of this one was the Pat Narduzzi thing with, you know, hey, you know, we uh, we didn't do a good enough job, you know, uh, uh 
replacing other players. I thought we had uh, brought in the right players, but we didn't. Um, a lot of people took that as a real, real, real pot shot at the players. Um, I think it's a little bit of both. I think he is blaming himself. And I think, <clears throat> remember, this is a team that two years ago, you know, won an ACC championship. It's not that far removed from that. And I do think he is a pretty good head coach. You're just having a really, really, really brutal year. But like, I think that there is something to, you know, hey, we didn't bring in uh, players uh, th- that we thought were going to do the job. That's on us. So he's taking responsibility for it. Then there is the throwing the players under the bus kind of thing, because by saying that you're telling people that who they brought in, they're terrible. Uh, so you probably just don't say that. And maybe you just take responsibility for yourself or you don't say anything at all. Um, either way, Notre Dame shellacked. Pittsburgh and you know this kid of steam keeps running it all over the place Hartman keeps uh, well he had two picks in this game um you know he he continues to make the big throws when it matters most and it was just a blitzing in the second half I mean you talk about 41 points in the second half Pittsburgh had no chance and Notre Dame's defense right now is completely suffocating Georgia over Florida in this one 43 to 20 at the cocktail party and I gotta tell you I mean Georgia they're starting to get that you know late season you're not going to mess with me situation. Brock Bowers wasn't even in this game. They won by 23 points. Florida is also horrendous this year. Uh, Edwards is impossible, impossible to bring down. McConkie's catching it and running it all over the place. How about Carson Beck, 315 yards and two touchdowns? Probably deserves some Heisman looks at this particular point. Georgia is a humming. They know what this time of year is. They know when to step it up. They always step it up, but now it's kind of like, <clears throat> I don't know. Georgia on steroids, times steroids, times steroids, times steroids. I mean, they're just an absolute machine, right? And so I'm going to go Georgia right now in the college football playoffs, still as the favorite. I mean, until you see this team, you know, not be there, um, you know, you have to pick these guys. You really do. And uh, Kirby Smart's really got something going there, going for their third straight national championship. Ohio State 24-10 over Wisconsin. Pretty boring game for the most part. I watched chunks of this game. I was flipping between this one, Colorado, UCLA, and the uh, World Series when I was down <clears throat> at my sister's place this past Saturday in Maryland celebrating my nephew's birthday, Tino. So happy birthday to Valentino on a happy 6th. Had a great weekend with a big-time party at Dave & Buster's. A lot of great food. We got some Greeks, some Mexican. Uh, the kids played and all the rest, so it was really a terrific time. And certainly we miss mom, but uh, we pulled through the weekend for sure. Uh, it was actually uh, my... Uh, my sister and my nephew's first time celebrating his birthday without my mom, so uh, it was uh, it was definitely emotional uh, down in Maryland. But Ohio State gets by twenty four to ten in this one. McCord didn't have to do ton a uh, tons of work. Uh, I thought Henderson and Harrison Jr. proved that as long as the Buckeyes are a problem, uh, the reason is going to be because of those two guys, right? Like Wisconsin is always kind of a program that can't really run the ball and move the ball forward in most cases. Uh, they've been kind of a methodical, you know, beat your brains out in the back alley type of team and then get enough touchdowns where they need them. But that just doesn't work in a lot of cases. And it certainly doesn't work against a team like Ohio State who can make one run, one throw and score. Uh, and Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, right now is just so absurd. Um, you know, I- I've heard people uh, say that he's going to be better than his dad, which is just outrageous because he's already in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And I watched Marvin Harrison's entire career at Syracuse. Um, but I've heard it. I've heard it from a lot of people, a lot of pundits. And he went off, man, 123 yards, two touchdowns on six catches. And Henderson ran it for 162 yards in a tutty. So uh, Ohio State keeps humming. Ohio State's undefeated. Ohio State's got a great chance to be in the national championship picture. However, I just don't think anything dazzles you about this team. But maybe that's the better part for this team, right? Maybe that's the way they want it. Because in past Ohio State years, when they win a close game, 
everybody's yelling from the hills that they're not good enough, uh, you know, they need to blow people out, blah, blah, blah. Now people are saying, well, how come they aren't blowing people out? Well, they're winning tough games. They're winning in a lot of different ways. And maybe this is a year where this is kind of a different Ohio State team. And that's a better thing for them because if they get into the college football playoff, winning in different ways can help you once you get there. Florida State, 41-16. to They did not have Johnny Wilson in this game. No problem. They go into Wake Forest and annihilate Wake Forest uh, at this at the halftime mark, I mean, you know, you're looking at it at this point going, okay, this game's probably over, right? 34 to 7. But then Wake Forest gets the nine points in the third, and you're like, no, come on, Florida State. Like, you're not doing this again, are you? And that was it. I mean, th- th- they pretty much shot their load in the third quarter. Um, you know, Jordan Travis continues to be a guy who you have to talk about uh, as a Heisman Trophy candidate, right? I mean, I think it's him. I think it's uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, I think you have to definitely put at this point because of Georgia and where they are, that you have to put Carson Beck in there. Uh, you know, you want to put Caleb Williams in there, I guess. You know, go ahead, Michael Penix Jr. You know, you want to throw some of these guys in there. That's fine. But I think Jordan Travis deserves as much as anybody else at this point. He's proved it. He's gotten better as the year has gone on. This is also a carryover from last year. They've now won 14 games in a row going back to last year. This is the first time they are 8-0 uh, and to start a season. Since 2014, they're also 6-0 and in the ACC. And really right now... Um, Unless something wild happens, I mean, really, you look at the rest of the schedule, and they should blow out everybody else. They should. If they don't, something weird can happen. We've seen anything happen in college football through the years, but Florida State really should be uh, crushing everybody uh, in its path. And, of course, Benson uh, goes off with the receiving uh, touchdown. That was a thing of beauty. Yeah, a couple missed tackles by Wake, but other than that, Benson made it happen, and he had four catches for 100 yards and a touchdown. And he is, I think, the ultimate X factor right now in college football because of how dynamic he is running it and catching it out of the backfield, stretching the field, beating defenses. He is unbelievable. East, West, North, South. Tremendous game for Florida State. Tremendous game for Travis Benson and company. And by the way, Travis had four first-half touchdowns. Just really set the tone in this game. Washington 42-33 over Stanford. You know, Washington... They got to be careful here too. Um, you know, Penix Jr., Johnson, and Polk and company, they've just got an unbelievable offense which propelled them to victory. But it did get dicey in this game for a while. And Washington really had to up the ante and score 14 in the fourth quarter, you know, to put it away. Washington firmly still in the national championship picture. But again, one bad game, one bad turnover, something late, a bad break. <clears throat> it can all go away. Hi, Oklahoma. That leads us to the Sooners in terms of losing 38 to 33. To Kansas, this game was unbelievable. I mean, you think about the fourth down, scoring late, upsetting Oklahoma, all the records, uh, Lance Leopold, the, the 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 drought of beating Oklahoma, and, and all the things that we heard about all weekend long after this one. Kansas, impressive, man. Six and two, three and two in the Big 12. This team is a team right now playing with a lot of confidence. They're playing for their guy. They're playing for their head coach. They made a lot more plays. Oklahoma couldn't tackle in the second half. Oklahoma gives up too many big plays. Oklahoma, this always happens to Oklahoma. It always happens to I mean, Listen, they're a proud, amazing trademark franchise, uh, franchise uh, a program. <clears throat> Can't argue about the history and the winning. Bob Stoops, national championships, everything going back to the 70s and 80s. But the recent 15, 20 year stretch of Oklahoma, they're always six or seven and oh, they're always eight and nine and oh, something happens. They lose to an inferior opponent, they lose on the road, there's a bad break, there's a bad turnover late, something happens, and here we go again. They lose to Kansas in this football game. This game was so wild, you know, back and forth. You, you, you thought for just a minute 
that that second quarter was the time. And then Kansas just kind of hung in there, and they're down four at the half. And you're like, you know what? This just doesn't feel right. Then they outplayed Oklahoma in the third quarter, and then it just all got set up in the fourth. And Kansas made, <clears throat> you know, all the plays, you know, that they needed to. And, you know, this game, when you look at the team stats, I think in order to judge, you know, football games a lot, I think you have to go to the team stats for sure. You have to go to third down efficiency. You always have to go to a couple of, of columns and team stats, okay? You have to go to third down efficiency because that's either you moving the ball or them keeping you from moving the ball, which in essence is a direct cause of the effect, which is points. You have to definitely pay attention to some time of possession. You have to pay attention to penalties and you have to pay attention to, hello, turnovers. Well, they each turn it over three times. Um, time of possession, Kansas had them by three minutes. No big deal there. Um, you know, penalties, 101 yards to 55, right? So Kansas clearly won that battle. And then look at the third down efficiency. Oklahoma went two for 10. Kansas went four for 14. Fourth down, one for two Oklahoma, two for three Kansas. So if you combine third and fourth down, Oklahoma went three for uh, three for 12. Kansas went six for 17, which is closer to 50%. But those two fourth, fourth downs and those two extra third downs were a huge part of the game. And a lot of times that's what it takes to win a football game. So congrats to Kansas. Lance Leopold, I would fully expect to be taking a major, major payday at Northwestern or Michigan State in the near future. Maybe not, but that's kind of how this stuff goes. Texas pounds BYU 35-6. to six. This one really was not a contest right from the beginning. And uh, Texas, just in all three phases, beat them down. Oregon, 35-6 winners over Utah, and despite that tough loss to Washington, they go into a hostile environment and they pound on Utah. Oregon is very much in the college football playoff uh, picture. There's no doubt about it. And it is so hard to stop Irving when he gets going. You get him with the play action, the trickery, and all the rest of the uh, Bo Nix throws. Uh, What an unbelievable play uh, that that Bo Nix made for the second touchdown of the game there. Franklin was great catching the ball as well. Oregon... <clears throat> they seem to be a machine. They've got the cool uniforms, home and road. They're, they're, they've got a huge brand, huge program, and right now firmly in place for the college football playoff. Penn State struggled with Indiana. I don't really, uh, I, I, there's just not a lot that impresses me with Penn State. I talked about this after the Ohio State game. They win 33 to 24, but they were in a dogfight until really uh, Drew Allard, uh, you know, had that 57 yard um, uh, TD pass. Um, really other than that, uh, I, I didn't really see flashes or anything that really, really impressed me. I, I just don't know what to make of this team other than that. Um, I don't think this is a playoff team. They just don't do anything that, you know, throws wow at me. Uh, Arizona 27 to 24. And you know what, for all of the different players, all the different quarterbacks we're talking about in the pac 12, how about the guy at Arizona? How about Noah Fafita? How about this guy making big time plays? How about Noah Fafita with his legs and with his arm? Huh? The California native dazzling in this football game, beating Oregon State, number 11 in the country, and his second TD pass to Wiley uh, added to the lead late, and Arizona gets it done. They have kind of climbed up to the mid-upper level part of the Pac-12, making that conference even better from a depth perspective, which is incredible. Ole Miss 33-7 winners over Vanderbilt. Georgia Tech beats North Carolina 46-42. And North Carolina went from maybe sneaky college football playoffs to yikes. And Drake Drake May's stock plummeting as well um, for the NFL draft. I I don't really take a lot into some of these games in terms of like, well, as pro prospects, just because you're losing games doesn't mean that you're not 
going to do great at the combine and you know you don't have the skill set that people like and doesn't mean that you're not going to go into an amazing fit in the NFL a la Patrick Mahomes and flourish and become a Hall of Famer. Yeah, you, we just don't know what's going to happen. I do think it is kind of ridiculous that you know a guy can uh, have stock plummet, but that's just the world we're in right now. Just too many sloppy plays, too many... Um, too, too many mistakes by North Carolina. Fundamentals, uh, tackling was awful in this game. Um, you know, both teams succeeded on third down, actually. Both teams um, were pretty similar in a lot of the team stat uh, uh, departments. Uh, both teams had equal turnovers. It was just kind of a back-and-forth game, but it was one thing here, one thing there, little things that cost North Carolina this game. And, you know, again, how the tide has turned in Chapel Hill. Louisville, 23-0 to over Duke. You could argue right now Louisville's playing the best defense in the country. Air Force, 30-13 to over Colorado State. Tennessee, 33-27 over Kentucky. Tulane, 30-28 to over Rice. UCLA beats Colorado, 28-16. to USC takes care of California, 50-49 to in a game in which Caleb Williams uh, went for 369 and two touchdowns. And James Madison, 30-27 to winners, uh, of course, over Old Dominion. And we know the deal with James Madison, man. They're undefeated. They made the little transfer there, but they're ineligible, of course, for anything postseason-wise because of that transfer. And it's pretty darn sad. It's absolutely stupid. They are dominating right now in the Sun Belt, and they got some big-time players. They got some NFL guys here. I mean, McLeod's an entertaining dude. Wicks is running the ball. Brown's catching the ball. Pretty entertaining indeed. A quick look at Week 10 coming up next here on the ML Sports Platter, all brought to you by Stanley Law Offices. Together, they'll work to get you the maximum reward. And a tip of the cap, thank you as well, the Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare, Ken's Auto Detailing, Rosie's Corner, and Elevate Fitness of Syracuse. Again, the college football playoff rankings are out. It's crazy. We're into the last you know, stretch of the last few weeks of the college football season, and I'm going to get into this coming week a little bit quickly, just kind of run down the games a little bit in the top 25. Mike Lindsley with you here on the ML Sports Platter, brought to you by Stumble and Monkey Brewing Company and Camillus Golf Club. ML Sports Platter here, brought to you by the Allen Angus Pub and Welch and Company Jewelers. A couple of quick looks at the top 25 for this coming week. Notre Dame, number 12, goes into Clemson. Still hostile territory right now. I would think Notre Dame can win that game, but again, Clemson always looms dangerous, even with whatever record they have. Very, very, very far removed from being a football factory of the Deshaun Watson days or the Trevor Lawrence days and all the rest, but the reality is you're still going into Death Valley. It's still the brand, still the program, still Dabo. Notre Dame should win that game. Clemson is awful right now. And uh, they're favored by two and a half. Number three, Ohio State goes into Rutgers. By the way, this past week, there were so many blowouts. And I think this year, this week rather, you're going to see a lot of that uh, same situation happen. Uh, Certainly with Ohio State and Rutgers, you will. Kansas State, number 25, goes into number seven, Texas. Ole Miss, number 11, hosts Texas A&M. Tennessee, number 19, hosts UConn. Utah, number 18, hosts Arizona State. Air Force, 17 in the country, hosts Army. What a year Air Force is having. Missouri, number 14, goes into number one, Georgia. That's probably the game of the week on CBS at Sanford Stadium. Can't wait for that one. And certainly the best offense I think Georgia has faced so far this season. Florida State should go into the Steel City and wreck Pittsburgh. The Knowles now at number four. Number nine, Penn State. (sighs) Goes into Maryland. Probably won't watch a lot of that game. Number 10, Oklahoma against Oklahoma State. And oh my goodness, the Big 12 situation with the 
the ties and tiebreakers and who's beaten whom and Oklahoma State still firmly in the picture for big, big things. Yowzers. Louisville, number 15 in the country, all of a sudden at home against Virginia Tech, a team that has a wild, crazy mathematical chance to still play for the ACC championship Virginia Tech does. Yeah, they do. Go, go, go dig for it. It's possible. But Louisville's defense, I think, will suffocate him in this game. And Louisville, all of a sudden, at 7-1, and one, if they can run the table, what are we talking about, right? Yeah, what a football season. They're back a little bit here. Uh, 21 Tulane at East Carolina. James Madison just got done talking about them. 23 uh, in the country going at Georgia State. Oregon should roll at home over California. The Ducks are number six in the country. Kansas, number 23 at Iowa State. Uh, Michigan should roll Purdue at home. The Wolverines are number two in the country. Purdue, again, we talk about it all the time. They either go eight and four or four and eight. Right now, they're set up for the latter. They are two and six right now, having a brutal season in West Lafayette. Washington, number five in the country, going at number 24 USC. That's the second best game of the day. Let's see if the Trojans can get one back. Could you imagine if they knocked Washington now out of the college football playoff after their struggles recently? LSU, number 13 in the country, at number eight, Alabama. Normally, I would say that that's one of the top two games in the uh, in the country, <clears throat> but I already named the other two, and LSU and Bama are just a little bit down. Let's call it a two-way, shall we? <laughs> uh, God, that's it's still so good. And CBS has the rights for that at night. So what an unbelievable double dipper uh, you have with Missouri, Georgia going right into LSU, Alabama. God, college football Saturdays are amazing when it's set up like that. Oregon State trying to get back in the win column, number 16 going at Colorado and UCLA number 20 in the country going at Arizona. So fun, fun stuff for college football this week as well. I'm Mike Lindsley. Thanks for listening to the ML Sports Platter, all brought to you by the Al and Angus Pub, home of the best darn Angus Burger in town before and after the Q's football, crunch hockey uh, shows and more. Head on over to the Allen Angus Pub and grab burgers, toasted ravioli, and your awesome beers on tap, as well as the occasional seafood bisque, one of my favorite soups that Matt and the staff stir up on a weekly or monthly basis. Certainly uh, get on over to the Allen Angus Pub. And hey, the holidays are fast approaching, so grab that gift card for any occasion as well. And thanks a lot to Bowers and Company CPAs, Trey Walewski of Under Armour Golf, Bonnet Sales and Service, and CH Insurance, always in your corner, every day, every way. Get a hold of CH Insurance and find out about their boost program for local businesses at CH Insurance uh, on their website, social media, and all the rest, chinsurance.cc. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. This is Joe Convertino Jr. at CH Insurance. Over the years, the Orange have set a great example of teamwork, and it's what we strive toward every day with our talented team, clients, and partners. Follow us on social media. Go SU! We're in your corner. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.